Welcome one and all to the Dark Hollow Podcast. I'm your host, Phil, a.k.a. Butters. To my right, as always, co-host Papa Joe. Hello, hello. And to my left, the beautiful Rachel, a.k.a. Mrs. Buttersworth, apparently. Hello, everybody. Mrs. Buttersworth. I am Mrs. I love, Buttersworth. And I love how there's just so many a.k.a.s rolling around. <laughs> yeah. it, it defeats the whole nickname purpose. We should just say a.k.a. Well, I think once we have more uh, following and listeners. We have millions of and, listeners at this yes, point. Yes, absolutely. Our, last week was our first episode. When we're bitten. we managed to log 35 million listeners. Just um, kidding. Divided Not by a sh- one say, million. Just kidding. It's, it's 35 million. You heard that. Anybody who wishes to uh, donate or uh, uh, definitely start giving us money for all of those <laughs> listeners, even uh, though they don't show up on any official registry, no, but we know it. We're, we're glad to have you listening, and uh, hopefully we can we can grow and you, yeah. you hang with us here. Yeah, put up, put up with us. Uh, it's week two. We haven't been canceled, so let's keep going. <laughs> Success. Yes. So what's new? Uh, anybody got anything new in the news? Well, I saw a really interesting thing here in the news uh, with the uptick of uh, the UFO phenomenon, it seems, that uh, there is a sitting U.S. congressman from Tennessee that uh, he says he believes that the government has recovered some alien craft at some point and... Albeit he's unsure to what end they are reverse engineering some of that technology. And this is like official news. Like this is this is like a hundred percent this this, this is, it was like this is official news. Did it, you say it actually in, in it even goes governor as far, or what was or what did no, you say? Congressman? Uh, uh, congressman. So he's a congressman. congressman. And uh that this whole thing was also um <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for here? I don't know. This is an unprompted. I mean, like, was this? Where did you get this story from? Like, where'd you hear it? It's it's on the news. It's like uh, there's a there's a link to it in U.S. Wow. News on uh, a, a British uh, yeah a, a British news site. And Isn't... on this site, it even goes further to say that um, Senator John Kennedy uh told people to be sure to lock their doors at night so i'm not sure what that means (laughs) that's just what i need to hear yeah that's a little concerning okay so they have this craft that they're reverse engineering this is this is what this is the belief that this uh this congressman congressman holds you know what's once again remember what we talked about last week which is the idea that how much things have changed since when we were growing up. Oh, like how you were like if 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 a congressman <laughs> back in the eighties or the nineties was like, Oh, I believe that we have a UFO and it's being reverse engineered, they would have dragged him out. And I mean like straight I, to Walter Reed I'm, for evaluation. I'm not sure if tar tarring and feathering is still a thing, but it wouldn't have been far off. And now the fact that you can say this. But, you know, at the same time, we shouldn't really be marveled. I also remember seeing that video of the the one, uh, I think he was from Georgia, the one politician saying that he was concerned the island of Guam was going to get Cap too size. many people and <laughs> on one side tip yeah. over. So, yeah. Um, it's we're in the day of age in day and age where there's not a whole lot that people say that's shocking or right. But I mean, it is kind of cool. Once again, like we've talked about, it, it's cool to see how far. I mean, we're seeing more and more. Uh, UFO sightings, which we we've always attributed. I mean, there's more technology out there. Oh, more absolutely, people. It's yes, yes. Way easier to grab a camera. Um, 
and you have one on you all the time. When I was a right. kid, that wasn't the case. You had to run back in the house and grab the Polaroid or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, the 95-pound right. VHS recorder that was yeah, yeah. the and, size and of the, the 80s boom box yeah. on your shoulder. And the Zoom and the, uh, yeah. You had to bring but it out the, on a you, cart, but, load it in the back of your pickup truck just to... But you think about how far that's come and just some of the cool things. Like, we're, we're seeing that. Um, obviously, there was all the balloon... Uh, hype as to whether that was anything legit. I mean, sure. I think most of what was quote unquote shot down or whatever they want to call it <laughs> turns out to be some sort of weather balloon. I or, think. I think there's definitely you know, something spy, some yeah. nefarious spy balloon from right. But I mean, then you go back and I think it was right before that um, was like I'm talking within a few weeks. That was where everybody was showing these videos on all the social media of like the, oh, you talk, the, the orbs. balls or yeah. yeah, there's like orbs flying through the sky. And, and who knows how many of them were real. Right. Um, a lot of that stuff I think is faked. But I mean, it's just going to show that it's reached such a mainstream thing that not only are we sharing these videos and it's becoming more common, but here is a politician who is flat out saying what people have been saying for years. Oh, absolutely. And then, of course, we can step back to, to me, one of the most epic things that I had seen was, uh, uh, what was it, the day before Christmas or two days before Christmas? The Las yeah, Vegas. Yeah, yeah, um, that was... If anybody gets a chance... Uh, I think it was early Christmas Eve morning, maybe. Yeah, there was, uh, in Las Vegas, it was over a hotel. You can find it on social media. These people were walking outside and they're talking to the camera saying, listen, there's... People are coming in saying that there's a UFO overhead. And the video evidence to me was very impressive. It was like it was a little cloudy. You could see the It certainly the was spotlight. the quality. I've right. never seen anything. And it and it definitely like wasn't that. like one person was like, Do you see that? Right. It, you know, it was, it was, there was numerous everybody saw it, but it was the ice crystals. Right, but that that was the thing is that I mean, There's if you watch a, the video, the the spotlights, like you know, the little rotating you can, spotlights, you can see them you striking. Can see them there clearly, is there is like, something there, and then well, you're always going to have the excuse, that but the excuse that given was on par with the with the old like oh nothing well, to swamp. see here move no, along no, but you remember the old yeah. swamp gas yes this, yeah. yes ball, uh, it was ball it was a, lightning it was swamp gas that yeah. lit from a toad fart that went up into the sky <laughs> and it was just this absurdity and and everybody now when you look back at it you go how dumb do you think we are and that that really was that catalyst where people were like how dumb do you think we are and now their answer to this was that it was a natural phenomenon of ice crystals in the sky and those ice crystals were reflecting the lights of the city and to that's why you could see as red coloring right. and and keep in mind this this weather phenomenon of the ice crystals the best example that i've seen of it is like you know on a really cold night where you look up and there's a halo around the moon yes yep, yep. that's what they're talking about but somehow in Las Vegas, these ice crystals looked like a UFO hovering above a And keep in mind, well, I like, mean, we certainly don't have the answers, but it's definitely sure. worth a worth a look if but, you can. If but you Rachel can. made the point; it wasn't just one person. Like there was no, other right. videos Absolutely. of people even further away. I was so, going to say, and you're getting all different angles of this. Yeah, and it, I mean, right. it was impressive. Right. It was it's definitely it was worth neat. a look. Definitely worth definitely a look worth if a look. you get a chance. Uh, but it's it's things like this when I see this actually hit a news source and pop up that makes me think about 
the the concept of soft disclosure. Oh yeah, and how that might be playing a role in kind of slowly acclimating the the general public right, right. to it's, the concept that we may have some sort of craft or technology that. Well, I mean, we don't know the origins of per se. Absolutely. To, to me, I always think. I mean, it was uh, what, like ten years ago? I think it, it was almost ten years ago where they started doing the, the uh, outing all of this information. Different governments, like the French government, did all of their UFO information, and um, they released a bunch of it. And to me, my thing always was: is it is it at a point now that whatever is happening? is heading towards that moment where it's going to be, you know, like like the information is going to be out there. Like let's, uh, I'm going to spitball for a second. Let's say the governments did know that UFOs are real, that these creatures, these aliens are going to be coming here. They know they're going to come here in 2030 and it's already, they know it's coming. Well, I'm I'm using that for the example. They know that they're coming. And so now it's their job to acclimate all of us so that by the time 2029 comes around, nobody is surprised. Ed, by everybody anything. knows there's aliens. It's just like, of course there's aliens and of course they're going to be coming here. And then when they show up, you're like, see, there they are. Yeah. I, well, in the last 10 years, that's really done the big old flip flop. So, right. I mean, you very well could be on to something in, in terms of that. Again, we don't know. And it's, it's really interesting. It's, it's a cool thing to look at. I'm right. sure you can... Uh, Search any sort of yeah online it's, site and, it's and great find to, some actual. I just think it's refreshing from credible this, quote unquote news. Uh, yeah, well, it's it's refreshing outlets. from this standpoint when we're sitting here and we're going, okay, this is something that we're all passionate about, something that we're all interested in. Yep. Even though UFOs aren't by any means my top thing that I research, I, I always think it's interesting. But it's always kind of reaffirming when you hear somebody that high up somebody in a political uh, uh, position that kind of backs what you've been saying is going on or what you hear is going on. Or, oh, sure. It's always it, nice to have a little validation. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> what little validation there is. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> right. as good as it gets next right. to being picked up yourself and probed. There's not much. Else. <laughs> so you come back or, with a or abducted sore... by, by guys in a, in a dark van well, and disappear for days. That wasn't where I was going to go with it. I was thinking aliens pick you up. You come <laughs> back with a sore ass and you're like, Hey, I, I was, was thinking probed. more like the government's the government kidnaps you and tells you to be quiet. No, then, then if you, then that's if you, some validation too. I think if you come back from that with a sore ass, it's nowhere near as validating. I'm just throwing that out there. That's a, I don't think the, those guys were with the government. They did some shady stuff. Oh, God, it was horrible. No, uh, I, 100%. But, you know, I mean, we've talked about there's there's been, um, I mean, most everybody I know, literally most everybody I know has talked about seeing different things. Yeah. So um, real quick, we had a snowstorm not that long ago. We got quite a bit of snow, little amount of time. Um, you were actually outside with me. Um, and... That oh. green flash in the sky. And I immediately was like, oh, my God, the aliens are coming. <laughs> <laughs> when was, when you, was this? Just this last sorta, snowstorm? It was Friday. Yes, it was the last Friday. Yeah. Last so, Friday. yeah. 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 Yep. So little, um, little known fact, that is, so Friday was my birthday, March 3rd. <laughs> Um, happy belated birthday. I did not know you. this. Yeah. Almost yeah. Every I'm a horrible sing- friend. It's okay. I know. I, I feel <laughs> terrible. We but all forgot. Almost every March 3rd, we have a snowstorm. 
with the exception of, I think it was last year and the year before, every year that I can remember, I always, people were always like, oh, what do you want to do for your birthday? I'm like, nothing. There's going to be a snowstorm. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to shovel snow. I mean, going back to <laughs> 1991 in upstate New York was the oh, yeah, ice storm. Right. And that was March 3rd. It was my 10th birthday. And oh, I remember like it was so decent that day that, I mean, March 3rd, it was so decent out. My dad asked me what I wanted for my birthday. And I'm like, I want hamburgers and hot dogs, dad. (laughs) So my dad's out there grilling and it wasn't that cold out. And then that night we had a hellacial ice storm. I mean, oh. everything was shut down. I was going to say, weeks. is that the one where the, yes. the power was out for like two weeks? If two that's weeks, the one I remember, that shaped so many children's. We were experience. literally <laughs> cooking on a grill inside yes. of our apartment. Yes, yeah, we were. We had and, a, we had like a covered carport off the back of the house, <laughs> and we cooked for like the next week and a half on the grill. Everything on the yeah, grill, and that's. But it, I mean, that was so. That was my birthday. And so it's always been, well, the reason I asked about that was uh, my brother saw this and made a comment to me and I have seen it before. I looked outside, I was getting my dog and um, there was like a flash. I was like, that was really bright. It was. It was lightning. So, um, so that's. Yeah, I, Rachel, I, Rachel looked it up immediately. I immediately, you know me, I my research brain, everything. My brain went to, we're having a weather event, it's he heavy was like, snow. He's like, it's somebody just hit a transformer. A transformer. <laughs> right, right. And right. that's that's where I went. Yeah. So, but there was no sound. Right. There was no, like, rumble. There was nothing. And actually. And no loss of power in the area No, either. no. We, we so I was like. And was yeah. Anything, so. And I, I have heard of lightning during snowstorms um and part of that it, with the research i did and it i'm not 100 percent correct on this but um it's something to do with the moisture in the clouds and how heavy the clouds are and everything else and usually that's a sign that the hail and sleet is coming right right, right. So, so i don't i I'll, I'll be the first to say i don't know a lot about it but i know um years ago uh little backstory again of me i was a uh I worked as a garbage man and we would do uh start wicked early. There was a, I think we started like three in the morning, a couple different, sh- mm-hmm. you know, a couple different shifts. And while we were out picking up, there was a, just a blizzard. And I remember actually, we're not far from where you guys live now picking up down that side street. And it was the craziest thing. Cause um, I was under, there was a street light there. So, of course, underneath the yellowish streetlights, the snow looks whitish, yep. obviously falling against a black background and picking up the garbage. And all of a sudden, there was just a flash of lightning, ah. which instantly transforms all the snow to black yes. with a bright white background. Yes. And for yes. just a split second, it's almost like you had a stroke or something and your <laughs> eyes just went into the negative. It was, the, yeah. it's the craziest thing. And that was the first time I'd ever seen it. And people lose and, their mind when they see well, it. It's, it's, yeah. it really is a genuinely cool phenomenon. If you have the sure. opportunity Other than to thinking that aliens were coming, I was like, Oh my gosh, we're under nuclear warfare. This is it. This oh, is happening. Lord. <laughs> yeah, well, my, my lovely wife tends to go to the, the extreme. absolute extreme I, I worst do. case scenario. I do. She instantly. <laughs> I do. And then I'm like, wait a minute, let me research this. She instantly I, like broke. Get, I like to get real. Up, Rachel just goes straight to the end. She instantly started <laughs> welding metal spikes to the front of her car You're and was getting right ready I for did. getting ready for the. We're gonna post max our way through the rest yeah. of 2023. Um, no, but there's there's been um, you know there's been quite a few sightings. Everybody I know 
literally anybody you know around here, you ask them, like, have they seen anything? And so long as you don't, so long as you don't get stupid with it and say, you know, have you seen aliens? Have you, of course they haven't. But a lot of people have seen strange lights in the skies they can't explain. They've seen different things. Sure. Um, and I, like I said, I, I don't know if it's just how things are going, if it's more prevalent than it used to be. Everybody's more that aware I don't of know. it. Everybody well, talks other... about it more. Now, sadly, we say that, and I think I've brought this up before, but um, like one of the things I heard, and it just always kind of made me think, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson one time said in an interview, he was talking and he said something along the lines of how somebody asked him if he believed in like UFOs or something like that. And he said, well, interestingly enough, what he thought was weird was that there are just all of these thousands of amateur astronomers in our country Mm -hmm. that for fun go outside and stare up at the sky. And there's no more higher amount, like there's no more higher number of them seeing anything strange in the sky than just the average population. And that should have been happening, which makes him say, so is it something that they're still seeing, but because of their experience, they know what it is. So they're seeing these, this light moving across the sky and they're instantly going, Oh, that's actually, that's the space station. Sure. I know it's the space station because it's at this location at this time. (laughs) It's very funny that you mentioned that because there's been several times where Rachel's like, what's that? I was like, that's ISS. Right. And and we can verify it. it. There's a really cool, there's a really cool NASA app that you can download and it will, it will actually tell you based on where you are, how many degrees up in the sky and at what time period and for how long you'll be able to see it. Right. It's really awesome. So, but that's what I'm saying is like, so that always is kind of discouraging from the idea of like, Oh, there's all these UFOs. Like, when there's no higher predominance that these people are seeing it and that's what they do, it does kind of lend credence to maybe there isn't as much of that and it's some of the stuff is very simply explained. I but there are get that. lots of people that see stuff. Sure. Um, so I mean it, it's cool to see it, but it's definitely cool to see to see that going on. Absolutely. But so this is all cool stuff you can you can check out. I, I suggest it if you're interested. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, wasn't even the topic of the show, but the, the first <laughs> the first quarter of the show has been dedicated to UFOs. No, but it's been it's been kind of a big like news thing. I've I've seen this in several yeah. places. Uh, I I Very actually, much. if I'm if I'm recalling correctly, uh, I was at work passing through the the day room, mm-hmm. and I think somebody mentioned something on it on one of the morning yeah. shows or something. And um, it's it's definitely out there. So, Absol- yeah, I mean, there's just. There, there's so many cool things to see, and there's lots of cool videos. Um, definitely look them up, people. See what your opinion of them is. Um, for the people that are making fake videos, um, stop. <laughs> and I'm going to just keep beating on that one. Yeah, yep. please stop. Help the rest of us find out what's really going on and stop being dicks. Um, <laughs> so there's, there's that. <laughs> but, you know, a, a lot of what we were uh, talking about today was starting up just the little things in this area. I mean, that's kind of the whole start of the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, a really interesting fact. We're right near in the general vicinity that where we are. Stone throws away from a place that's known as Dark Hollow. Yes. And being that we had local interest, uh, we decided to name the podcast after that. Yep. It's about uh, literally, a, I don't even think it's a mile as the, the crow flies from where we're at. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll have more on the original story to it, but the, the basic premise of it, there was a, a woman who died there, and for 
a lot of years, people uh, used to claim that they would see her walking by the road. Uh, and the, bro- the road is no longer right where it was. Back then, it, it weaved down into this, this hollow, and that w- they used to call Dark Hollow. Um, and now the road there is just kind of straightened, so you don't even go down in where this, where this woman was killed. But um, that's where the, I'm, the story I'm really came looking from. forward to getting into depth a little bit. More yeah, that'll be that'll that's be kinda, fun. We have a guest neat, a guest planned, which will be my father, who uh, you know has grown up here. He's he's he'll be 80 years old uh, this summer, and he's farmed here his whole life. So there's lots of he's got a lot of cool stories there. And you know, growing up, I used to hear a lot of them. So you know, there's there's things that we've seen, but you've experienced. There is. Um, you know, there's there's a kind of a weird energy around here sometimes. Yeah. Not to get yes. all new agey or anything, but there is definitely some odd things sometimes, and it's not all the time. Um, but I know over at my uh, my parents' uh, farm, you've been there uh, hanging out, and and you, I mean, give me an impression sometimes of uh, of oh, of leaving. You know, uh, there was a I f- I forget when it was it was in the winter sure and we got together for for something it's probably uh, one of our late night uh thanksgivings or something it, it was something along that line my parents used to uh because when actually and- i do remember what it was it was the we watched ghost adventures their halloween special we got okay. out of work and we came out yeah and we watched the halloween special because it ran till like two in the morning or something yeah it did yeah. a whole live unite Alice live you. show yeah. well my, well <laughs> not so much i don't know anymore. if you were ever if you were ever there rachel um my parents also used to do a thing for us because i'm very close with my parents yes and but they used to do a thing like when we would get out of work on thanksgiving uh, i or actually Christmas. did get were to you there d- yep. okay yeah. and um, so my the parents share, i was at the jail and i had my first taste of um Joey Sours. So. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. my, uh, my my whiskey sours are legendary. They, they are. No, but delicious. um my so my parents would actually my mom would not only make cuz we were working uh the night shift or uh, the the late shift. Me and uh the guys would get done with work and my mother would actually make us our own Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners. Yep. Put on a whole so spread. We it could awesome. go over cuz all of us missed dinners with our families. So that we all went over to my parents' house and would hang out there and have fun and drink <laughs> and, and I, eat and be merry until like three in the morning. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I, I can't even begin to tell you how much I appreciate that because my mother certainly would not put on a spread at, at eleven thirty p.m. Well, for was, a bunch of that was salty the, corrections guys. That's the old farmers, you know. That's yeah. the, the farming family. It, it was. It was a great great tradition yeah yeah we did that for a few years it was always good even though i only got to experience the one it was it was awesome and that was actually the first time i learned uh, the bagpipes were a thing for you oh well, yeah. <laughs> yes i play the bagpipes poorly very poorly <laughs> don't let them um, off will you so uh no but but you know as far as what we're talking i'll start on my end um so where i grew up and just even in the surrounding areas, there was always, uh, it usually was twice a year, but it almost seemed like something would come through the area and it would kind of, it would change everything up. And it would, we noticed it with our livestock. We noticed it with uh, wild animals. Uh, you would see coyotes that would um, that normally not be anywhere near a house. were up close to the house. 
uh, deer were bedding down very close to the house. And like was, they were getting out of the woods. I remember yes. you described this. And, and it was just, it was weird. Like, I'm not, I'm not sitting here trying to sound like a crazy person. It's just, you know, Tonight. where we, yeah, where, <laughs> how I was raised, we were very much, you know, part of nature. You yeah. don't, you know, you, you live as part of it. You take care of your, your area and you don't, you leave nature alone as best you can. Yes. We hunted, we fished, everything like that, but you didn't go out of your way. So because of that, you kind of develop that equilibrium where you kind of know where things are and how things are going to be. And yeah, occasionally you'd get a Fox or something that would come through, but you know, through the yard or something, but normally no animals kind of treaded where you were and they just stayed in the woods. Right. And so we noticed it was in wintertime. And honestly, it's been so many years, I can't think of exactly when, like, date-wise. But let's say, let's say uh, in December or whatever, it would be, you would notice a shift. Everything just seemed off. But it was, it was like, palpable. Like, you felt it. Like, at night, you'd be like, man, it just feels off. Like, something feels off around here. And then, again, in the early spring, you would feel it. And everything was thrown off again. And it would be for like a week, maybe two weeks. Um, and because of that, and because it happened so often, I always took it as being a, na- I say natural, sure. but something like a. Almost like a shift in the seasons. and Well, more like, yes, a shift in the seasons. Weather. But think about it more of like, let's say, I'll just use a bear for an example. Mm-hmm. So let's say you had a bear that was migrating on through for whatever, a wolf, whatever it was. So it comes through and it kind of lingers in the area as it hops along, heading heading south or heading north, whatever. And then when it comes back through, it comes back through a couple months later, three months later, whatever it was. And so it disrupts things again. And it always seemed, when I say natural, I mean as in a, a natural occurrence in like, it wasn't man. It wasn't technology. It wasn't anything like that. It was just something else. Okay. But you, there were nights you could feel it. And I remember having people over like parties when we were like teenagers and you know, like, well, a lot of times my parents weren't there, let's say, but, (laughs) um, so I remember some of my friends like coming in and being like, there's something outside. Like they were outside having a cigarette and they come in they're like, there's something outside. It's and I'm like, what do you mean there's something outside? And they're like, there, we can hear something walking around, like crunching in the snow, like there's something out there. So me being me would grab a rifle or a shotgun <laughs> and go out there. And I'm just, you know, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I, maybe I wouldn't hear it. Um, and then you would see something like over by the tractors, you would see something moving, like something fairly large. And of course, when it's snowy at night during the winter, you can see things moving at a distance, obviously. Right. And so I had seen some stuff, but nothing to lock me into what it was. But it was just this general feeling. And now, I know the I've, stuff that you saw, I mean, seemed pretty natural, ordinary. Um, or did you have a couple I will, times I will where put it, was... it I will put it like this. When I where I don't think this is where I didn't think something was natural. I remember I was outside, I was having a cigarette. And I didn't have a flashlight with me. No lights were on, but I remember it was moonlit. Um, 
And realistically, it had to have been pre-99. So it, I would have been in high school. And the reason I say that is because we had grain bends there. Mm-hmm. And I can remember looking out over the grain bends. So I'm looking east, and there was a rather bright moon. Was it snowy at all, or was it? It was. It, there was snow. There was snow. Okay. So for those and, of you that don't know, if you've ever been out in the country, away from the city lights, especially in it gets, upstate New York, <laughs> with, with the with the snow reflecting the light off the moon, it it could be near daylight. It's it's yes, quite it's, bright. It's bright enough that you can see anything, but you can't see. You near daylight you, sounds a little yeah, exaggerated. Well, no, but, but you can't see. Like I couldn't. If I looked out in the middle of the day, I could tell the difference between a deer poking its head around the side of a tractor or a bear right. or a horse right. or a person. Like, you know, it's not that clear, but you can see that there's something there. Right. Good contrast. And, and yes. <laughs> not a lot of focus. And, and this is where this is where I always thought it was creepy. Like I have seen on a few different occasions something that didn't act like an animal. Um and I'm not going to go as far as to say I know remotely what it was, but I am an avid hunter. I am good with, you know, I'm not a panicky person, but I remember the first time I saw whatever was there, it was something, it was, there was two rather large tractors parked and it was between both of them. Now I would be looking at them from the side, um, uh, pretty much from the side and they were at a distance of, uh, I'm going to say, 300 yards, maybe. Okay. And when I looked, I could clearly see while I was smoking, I noticed something move. And I looked and I could see something was standing in between the tractors. But they were staggered in such a way that like the front tire of the tractor and the rear was kind of in between the tractors. The, the tires of the tractor in front. Okay. So it wasn't just like, you know, two tractor wheels and just you could see legs, let's say. So there was enough distortion there. I couldn't see in between it, but I could see sticking out from in front of the tractor, uh, you know, f- from around it was something. There was like a head. There was something looking at me. Um, and like I said, if I'm being realistic and saying it was an animal, I would have guessed at the size of it, it would have been a bear or even a, one of our cows being out. Something like it's that, that kind big. of height. Okay. And I remember looking at it going, you know, what the hell am I looking at? And so at this point, and you're a hunter, you, you, at this point, if it was a deer, if it was whatever, it might. It poked its head out. It's now seen me. It's either going to stand motionless or it's going to turn around and move away, back away, whatever it's going to do. Right. But that's the extent it's going to do. This went away and I kept smoking and I looked at it and I said, all right, what the hell is that over there? Whatever and then all of a sudden like it, it came there. back. And so now it pokes its head out again. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, what the hell's look like? Why would it come back? This is those, those weird things. Right. And, and once again, we talked about last uh, last week, we, we have seen mountain lions around here. And yeah. I'll be honest, this isn't an area where there's a lot of mountain lions. I don't know how they act, 
But I remember sitting there looking at it going, because it's not an animal I'm used to. I remember sitting there kind of thinking to myself, like, is this a mountain lion? Like, why is it back? Is it looking? Am I am I a snack? Like, what the hell is this thing looking at? So it's gonna have I'm, a smoked. Oh, it's gonna have a hell trait. of a time. I'm, I'm, yeah. So I, I'm I'm still smoking my cigarette, and uh, probably at that point because I was such a heavy smoker, I was on to cigarette number two. <laughs> I was gonna say at this um, point you lit your second off your first. And... Yeah. So and I just kept staring, and it all I remember, and this was many years ago. You're talking about more than twenty years ago. Um, I just remember it kept poking its head back out and looking at me, and then walking away, and I could hear. It like like the snow, and it would come back and poke its head around again and stare at me, and it kept doing this. And I remember, and and this is always one of those things because I want to be clear, like, and I'm not trying to be this macho guy. I am very rarely scared off of anything. Like I am not that guy. Like I will die on this hill. I will stand here. I am not going to be a little bitch. Even I will... if just for stubborn, stubborn, right, just, just to be hard headed. And I remember getting weirded out enough that it kept coming back that I went back inside after my 15th cigarette, perhaps I, I remember going back inside and saying, okay, this is enough. I took and, one from my second pack and decided it was time to call yeah. it a night. <laughs> well, no, I um. So I went back inside and I think I grabbed a shotgun, and I was like, "All right, I'm going to see. It, you know, I'm going to go back out there." And I might have gone back. Honestly, I probably went back out there to finish the cigarette with a shotgun now. <laughs> um, but I remember for what I don't remember why I feel like I got tied up. Like someone said something to me, and it was like a, a couple minutes before I went right back out. So I said, hey, Joe, where are you going with that gun in your hand? <laughs> exactly what was said. What's for um, dinner? Yeah. No, so I um, so I went back out there, and I remember standing, and I didn't go to look, which I regret. But I remember standing there, and I was looking, and I didn't see it anymore. And I think I had some uh, – I think there was other people over. So I'm like, all right. So I finished my cigarette. I went back in the house, and I was like, all right. I'm going to go in the morning or I'm going to go, you know, whenever I wake up, I'm going to go out there and check it out. And something happened, whatever. I didn't make it out, but it was one of those freakishly warm days. So when I got out there, everything was melted melted. and I couldn't find any tracks really other than, you know, at that point, they're just kind of big craters. Yeah. Yeah. Just a Um, melted spot. Yeah. And I mean, so you could see where something had walked there. I don't. I certainly don't blame you for going out and checking it out at that point. So, I guess. I, I, I honestly, I don't remember why I didn't go out there. Normally, I would have just grabbed so you, a flashlight and gone out. You did say that you heard it like crunching in the snow. Well, I mean, at that distance, I remember hearing something moving. But at the same time, you also have to remember it, we had grain bends. Which right. we had so little. When you have grain bends, you have grain. When you have grain, you have rats. When you have rats, you have predators. Right. So it's very common. It was very common around grain bends to get fox, to get coyotes. They're it was eating a the rat. Giant rat. Oh, yeah, or or a giant rat. I mean, these things are very common. So I'm just curious if, like, was it heavy? It, no. See, this is the thing. Nothing at this point gave me any distinction that it was anything that I needed to check out. Okay. If, if, if I had been standing there, especially after grabbing a shotgun and I was hearing what sounded like two feet walking between that tractor, I would have just assumed it was someone out there trying to steal diesel or do something with the tractor. I just would have gone out there. Right. Um, it wasn't like that. It was enough that like I could hear a noise. I could hear the snow once in a while. 
but not enough that it warranted me being like, what is going on? But it was just enough that it kind of was like, why do I keep seeing that? And realistically, let's just, because this is what we're all about, being factual about things. It could have been an owl sitting on, I mean, we've had great horned owls here. They're huge. Yeah. Could have been an owl maybe sitting on the, the front weights of that tractor. And they do the and weird light. they bob their head around. <laughs> yeah. Is that what it was? It's entirely possible. It is entirely possible. All I'm saying is that doesn't account for the weird actions of other animals. It doesn't account for the weird feelings people got. And I'm a huge believer in, listen, sometimes people go to haunted places and what they're experiencing is their own fear. Yep. You go into a dark, scary, spooky place and people are like, oh, it's so scary. And you're like, uh-huh. And I'll be the one standing next to them going, nothing scary has happened. The scariest part is that they won't let us have a smoke while we're walking. <laughs> like this. So, so yeah. when, you, when you go through that, it's not hard to, to kind of like snap yourself out of it and really be realistic. So it's, it's one of those things. Like when I look back at it, there was just enough stuff that it really perplexes me what I saw. Um, and then we had, we lost, we've lost calves to coyotes before. Yep. But we lost a calf one night to something that was strong enough and big enough to grab it. And this was not a small, small calf, but it grabbed that calf and it jumped the fence with it. Oh. And it tangled that thing in the fence. And that fence was still hot when we got there. So you couldn't touch this calf that was wrapped up in the fence. For those of you who don't know, hot still means the was, electric was on. Yeah, the electric was still on, meaning you touched it, you got shocked. And yet it was bloody and guts right there, meaning it was like it was like it ate it wrapped in the fence. I have no idea. Like, I mean, That's... is that a now once again, reality mountain lions can grab uh, can grab things and, and carry sure. them away. But You're what... not in the this wasn't like a 400 pound calf. This was I mean, uh... no, but my thing is, is if, if it's tangled up in the in the in the fence okay, mm -hmm. and it's still hot. Would a mountain lion be able to withstand? No, nothing would. I mean, and that's the, the thing. Only, like... I mean, let's be like a, a bull, uh, even a large cow. The fence is only it's, it's like a lock on your door. It keeps them honest. If they right. want to go through it, they're going through it. <laughs> right. But um, to sit there and, and as far as a predator, I don't know. But at the same time, once again, is it a hundred percent that that fence was still hot? Did you know? Was it uh? Was it grounded out in such a way that it was able to eat it? It's just it was weird that everything that showed that it was eaten, it wasn't like there was a gut pile and everything tore up out here and then its tattered body was stuffed in the fence over here. It was like no damage, no damage, stuffed in a fence and tore apart there. It's like, shit, I can't get it out and now I'm going to eat yeah, it Yeah, and, and it was just, so those are kind of weird things. Mm -hmm. But, you know, once again, I, I mean. I mean, is it out of the realm of possibility that something in turn, it got caught up in the fence and then. Hey, let's be realistic. Here's another thing is you ground yourself, obviously, to the ground. Sure. Shh. Once again, we're going to go back to a bird of prey. That's that's what I was going to say. Something a vulture, lands, maybe yeah, it's vulture dead in the fence. A vulture lands on it, tears it apart. So, you know, there's always there's always an explanation or yep. a, a potential explanation. Sure. 
But we've had, I mean, around here, I remember growing up a lot of, there was a lot of, uh, obviously there was a lot of folklore in our area. The Iroquois, the Seneca, you know, there was so much, so much history here. Um, I remember. I I mean, that night I left. Yes, I'm sorry. No, no, no. There's been more than one occasion that I've been at your house. And as I'm leaving, I'm the last person and the door shuts behind me. And my truck is over by the barn. And I'm like, <laughs> I need to run to get to my truck right now. Because it's just, it, it, this uncomfortable feeling permeates the air. It's like you get this pit in your stomach. Yes, yes. And you can't quite put your finger on why. It just does not feel okay. Right. It, right. But at the same time, we <laughs> we do parking lot uh, tacos. <laughs> parking lot tacos. <laughs> and there's been more than one occasion that we decided to bring the parking lot tacos like on our Friday. To the to, pavilion. Out to the pavilion. Yeah. And it'll be fine. It feels right. like a perfectly normal, like well, beautiful country night. You yeah, know, nothing that, going on. That's and then that three energy. days later, it'll be like, holy shit, so, I need to leave. But that's that energy thing. And it goes back to like the spirits we yep. talked about, like spirits yep. in the woods. Spirit, What is it? We don't know. There's so something So the night there. that I joined you guys for Thanksgiving dinner, um, I actually remember getting out of your truck and I said, it feels very off here. Yeah. And And he was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, there's just something very unsettling out here. Um, and, right. and I am somebody who does pick up on the energies around me and, right. you know, and I, I pick up on people's energy a lot. And you certainly, for, yeah. for me to get out of the truck first time ever there and just be like, this is very, and this unsettling. is not a conversation that we had had. Right. Th- this spurred this conversation. Like, yeah. Hey, there's been times that I've been here where it's like, and I that's think I'm when I learned that like abducted by Sasquatch by the time I get to my truck or something. <laughs> sure. It just yeah. felt. And he's told me that too, that there's times that he'll like, he'll go to leave your house and you know, your parents' house and it's 3am and you know, everything's fine and hunky dory. And then right. there's other nights that he's yeah, just can, like, I got to go as fast as I can to get to my truck and get the hell out of here. Take yeah. a leisurely stroll to my truck. And then there's yeah. times where it's like, I can't sprint fast enough to dive into this thing. There's, there's been, uh, there's been things here. Uh, I mean, where my farm is now is only, uh, about a mile from the, where I grew up. So, and funny enough, both at my parents' farm, they had out in the pasture was an old graveyard that we owned. And then on this farm right out here where I, Oh yeah. just up past where I buried Ragnar is a, uh, is a, uh, there's a, a two or three children's graves that are right there in the, by that big tree. No kidding. Um, yeah. So it's just funny. You buy a farm, buy a farm in West Bloomfield and comes with a graveyard. Um, <laughs> Do you, do you know the history of the three uh, children? Or I like- do not. Um, so I think my father might know, okay. and that's something we can ask when he comes back. I don't remember, but he knew that they were children's graves. I don't even know if there's headstones up there. I mean, back then, like, not to sound bad, but... They did... I, I know in, in some areas, um, like out by my grandmother's, there's graveyards from like the early 17 1800s sure. but a lot of those and, are, are family graveyards yes but too. they would differentiate by the stones of the difference between a child and an adult oh right, yes right yes. but it also depended a lot of those also depended on the wealth of the family yes, what it was exactly. so like i don't know i mean this is obviously a large old farmhouse but I can't tell you when it was or what it was. Um, I mean, the house was built in 1820. 
1822 or something. So yeah, I mean, it it, sometime in the last 200 years. uh, But yeah, it's just there's you know, and and one for being a 200 year old house, I have no ghosts. Everybody everybody (laughs) always asks me first thing. They're like, oh, the house got to be haunted. If this house is haunted. They are like the nicest, friendliest ghost possible because <laughs> I or never are the most oblivious individual. That is entirely in possible too, with the exception of that blind right there. I fixed it since last time you guys were here. See it down at the bottom? Yeah. There is a blind that is about what is that? Two, uh, what, three feet off the ground, maybe? Two and a half feet? Right about. There is a blind at the end of the hallway that for every night that I have moved here, every morning, that will be open. And there's like it looks like like a like a kid came and opened the blinds and so one of them gets twisted and it just stays and on. it stays like that and I will fix that tonight. I mean, and man, if tomorrow that's the least morning, of your problems, you it. are you jackpot. I am I am so <laughs> fine with it, like no issues. Like, I will and fix that, and you can do a, it again tomorrow night. So, so Siggy pup stands taller than that actually yeah right? it, and she she doesn't even do anything with it um she just opens the cupboards yeah, yeah. she doesn't she, yeah she doesn't really come up here so <laughs> yeah she just pulls open yeah. the cupboards that's my that's my that's what she does and she can clear a room with her farts I those do. are her entire <laughs> superpowers the ghost I of do food have to say though like when i first came here to to your house um i actually told philip i'm like there's eerie parts and I don't the guest the, the the servants quarters everybody I, I think somebody I think somebody died in that um I don't oh, remember great. Well, I mean it's 200 year old house people yeah I listen, was gonna say it's she wasn't like it was built in the people, 90s here people have died everywhere uh, you're probably sitting where somebody maybe died. that's Shit, why it wasn't even it wasn't even built in the 1890s Where's but <laughs> I do know that when you guys like run to the store or whatever and I'm here with Siggy Pup and I let her out like there's off that way makes me very so you make nervous. the lord very you nervous. Make the lord very nervous <laughs> so i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to give you an idea of what might clarify that for you so siggy acts differently up towards that up towards the the barn you're pointing towards like that direction so not no no that way yes. where you're pointing yeah, yeah, yeah. okay but, siggy acts different and you might pick up on that you're very receptive so she acts different up there and i will tell you what it is cuz i finally figured it out Okay. Why she acts so weird up there? There are some type of weasel. I don't know if they're mink that have they have a den up there. Oh. Okay. And so dogs will act weird around weasel musk, and that's why like you'll see her head in the air, and she yeah. acts really sketchy over there. And I, I for the longest she time I haven't been that. haven't been able to figure it out. She's not weird around the pigs. She's not weird around anything. Right. You go up towards that barn. Yeah. And it was just a, like a couple weeks ago. I'm st- I'm standing there, and I just happened to look out as this rather large. I'm thinking it's a mink ran out across that little <laughs> yard there. I'm like, oh, great! Now I've got mink to get rid of. Like, you know. yeah. So no, she used to do that when you would have me stop over when you were working tw- the twenty fours. Yeah, uh, when we were opposite each other. Right. Yeah. So th- that's so I mean that, makes, so that, that might sense. be that, it but dogs well. will act weird around that. So I mean it's it no, might I, be a justification but your your house is awesome. Um I mean we've been out here in the summertime. Um Oh, been, it's it's an amazing uh, all year round. We we yeah. to be out here in the summertime. It, it's great. I don't quite get that feeling like No, but it does. It it does. It there does. are there are I, times where you're just like just like you just walk here. outside and you're like Something ain't right. Like, and I don't know what it is. Could be anything. 
but I do get the sense that something's not always but on par I there. I get that out at my grandparents' house all the time. And yes, I've heard a lot of stories out that way and everything, but they're in a very farmland area like you guys are. It's right. very, it's, um, it is very similar. Yeah. Uh, um, it, it, but it's, it's less busy. Right. If we're out at her grandmother's house, I'm not joking. If we're there for a day and we see 10 cars, it's been a super busy day <laughs> yeah. on that road. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yes. But um, but one of the things that like I used to do as a kid was just get up and go for a walk. And right. it would be all hours of the night or day. And one of the things my grandfather always told me was like, do not go out back. And I do know that because of the coyotes and everything else, you know, sure. they're heavy out there. Um, yes. And the other thing is, is the wild boar out there are more common <laughs> than I realized. Um, but just standing in the backyard at night, even with the light shining out there, makes me extremely uncomfortable. Right. See, I've never really had that at your grandmother's place. Well, Not anything like it was at... And, and again, it just may be that I've never been there in the right situation or the right time. Well, but she, Rachel, we've, we've, you know, Rachel, you've said that you, you're more um, open yes, to absolutely. energies. You're, you're more apt to, you know, I always... If it's a scale of one to ten, in our we're only our needle only picks uh, yeah. up anything at a t- nine or a ten, and right. you're sitting there picking stuff picking up, up at, at a two, two. Oh, right? Yeah, right. It, it's gonna feel a lot of things are gonna feel more norm or uh, unnatural to you while we're just sitting there like dullards staring at nothing. You know? <laughs> what? I don't feel it. <laughs> it. It's it's funny though because you did get to experience, and I'm pretty sure it was a wild boar that came. I'm hundred percent running through. It sounded but like a tyrannosaurus rex coming me through and the woods. My cousin Ashley were just like, we were enjoying the night, but we were like, just something, something feels off, and then all of a sudden. Within a matter of a few minutes, you're just camping in it, the yard. It, we had a nice yeah. little fire going. It we were all sleeping in the camper. Like a T Rex was beautiful coming night. through the woods, and it sounded like trees were being knocked over, and like you, th- that would be a squirrel. Was... <laughs> and I can if say you, this if from ever a bow sat in a tree stand that yes. is 100 percent a squirrel. Any anybody that has ever hunted anywhere where there is any sort of calm or quiet, the largest buck. I don't care what it is, a black bear. <laughs> they make they are silent in comparison they make what to you a would, squirrel. You will sit You there. would think that the buck was the squirrel Did based you, on the amount of noise or not. That do you remember it made. the oh, remember that scene in Jurassic Park where they drop the goat into the raptor pen? Yes. And the trees just start shaking. That's, you hear this screaming coming. That's yes. a squirrel. <laughs> that is that is literally you'll be sitting there in a tree stand going what is coming through like you're drawing back your bow you're like oh my oh, god you, you get that like this yeah you here get comes that this feeling. little floofy tailed squirrel and he just stops <laughs> he stops just out in front of you you almost want to stick him with an arrow because you're so pissed <laughs> it's like the old it's like the old he, dave Chappelle. gotcha bitch yeah, and he hops away yeah and then meanwhile you'll be then you, you know you kind of relax a little bit and you're sitting there and then you look over to your right and silently there's this massive buck that's been watching you this whole time and now he's like he's judging you like, he, i don't want to you get just re- you just let your your string forward <laughs> and you look over and this massive buck looks and he's like fuck you gone <laughs> and that's the end of it yes of I, course. I promise yeah. this wasn't a squirrel though and if it was job well done because no i, I that really, was obnoxious <laughs> i really believe it i'm was sure a, i really believe it was a board just based on the noise and the amount of disturbance that was in the woods yeah. But at that point, well, you've I had always wondered why Rachel's like, just make sure you bring, just just 
make sure you bring your pistol. Right, right. And make that sure was the one it. night. And I was like, well, I guess because <laughs> I had heard the stories of the coyote, like the pack of coyotes literally run through the yard. Oh, yeah. They come right up to the house. And it's right. one of those things. You just want to get into it and do a tangle with something without. Yeah. So. And then uh, the, the one night. <laughs> we had that. Like, okay, time to go in the camper. The one night the cat went missing. And you oh, and Jack yeah. went searching. Yeah. And it, I don't remember what it exactly happened but i remember the cat was found two three weeks later like melted under the, under the trailer trailer melted i think, I think yes. the cat just went out somewhere to die so and when you mean melted like are you just talking like naturally rotted yes. in okay yes. well i just yes. want to be clear like but we're, we're doing a paranormal yeah, podcast <laughs> here like was your cat picked up by a ufo but, melted and stuffed under a trailer it it was like Directed energy web. Right. <laughs> it was just very odd because we had looked under there. Um, like, probably just came back afterwards. Uh, and that's yeah. that's what we thought. But I don't know what it tangled with. But, but there was best place I to mean, hide the, is where someone's already searched. The one night was that weird ra- the a- raccoon that was acting. Oh weird gosh, too. yeah, the raccoon was acting extremely weird, and, and we ended up taking our dog Ajax <laughs> into the house. And we grabbed the flashlights and everything, and we unfortunately thought it, we couldn't. It was one of those things where you're like, we need to, we need to dispatch this and send it to the DEC to oh. check. It was it was definitely signs of having rabies. Yeah. Rabies. Yeah. Um, well, there's that's but that's it was been it was common, gone by the time. Yeah. So. That's been a you know going back here since it is talking paranormal, and I've talked to you about this before. And I'm going to throw this out there, and uh, I hope once we get more stuff going with the website, which the website is up, uh, it's www.darkhollowpodcast.com. Yeah, visit. Um, Yeah. Leave some uh, opinions. Yeah, and uh, one of the things is I'd like to hear more on it. It's from people that hunt, if anybody's seen this. But it's it's kind of something that I've noticed when I was was farm, you know, like raising the hay and working in the hay. And also hunting, one of these things that I've noticed is um, trees that will shake, right? And I know that we talked about this before, and it's like you'll, like, especially I remember I'd be um, like raking hay, and I'd look over and there would be a tree amongst other trees, like shaking, like like the wind is blowing it. But that's and you would the sit only there, one. But there's, yeah, and there's nothing, there's nothing going on. There's no, like, none of the other trees are moving. Nothing else is moving. And I've, I'd seen it, and I remember seeing it numerous different times. And, and once you start paying attention to it, you notice it. And I remember thinking to myself, because trying to be a rational person, I'm like, okay. It's is the it, squirrels. Well, it may be, but, <laughs> but what is it? Is it a bunch of, I mean, it, as stupid as it sounds, it could be a swarm of bees. Is it, like, what is it? I mean, that doesn't but, sound stupid. That's no, but irrational. then... Like, is it one of these like weird downdrafts where it's just hitting one tree? But as I've gotten older and I've seen it so many different times, what I've noticed is, and I noticed it because I was actually fairly close to a tree one time while I was out, I was down by this creek on the backside of the farm and there was a tree that was doing it. And I wasn't far. I was maybe hundred hundred yards, 150 yards from it. And this tree was just like the leaves were moving like there was wind. 
but I could hear the leaves moving. I didn't hear a wind. There was no breeze anywhere else around me. No other trees were moving. No other trees were moving at all. And I remember it only lasted for, you know, I mean, as your memory plays it back, it seems like it's going for minutes, but it was probably only like, you know, five or 10 seconds. And I remember sitting there going, what the hell is that? Is it, is it just wind blowing on one tree? Is it, I mean, can the trees move their leaves? Like what is going on there? And it is something I have seen. There has been a whole category of videos with, Trees, quote unquote, walking. Yes, I, I haven't seen yeah. that yet. I thankfully, have, I I do know what you're talking about, and I always thought, well, it's probably a squirrel, or I'm just crazy, right? Um, but I have experienced that more than I realized. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, um, especially out at grandma's. Yes, I've I've been in a tree stand and had that, and you look out and it's you know yeah, it's maybe one forty tree. yards out, and, and it's one tree. And, and the thing is, is like, as you look at it, there's no like even if you well, wanted my, to say, well, it's just wind. Not a single branch around from any other tree is moving. It is one tree, one tree only, and it's just like the whole tree is just like moving. It's not violent. It's just like it's moving, like air is moving through it. Right. And it's the only one. No leaves blowing off the ground, no grass moving, no other trees. It's well, just I had one. initially thought this one that I had seen, because it was fairly violent. Um, I thought maybe it, because it was in the rut. Right. And I thought maybe it was a buck marking up a tree. The and rut, for those who don't know it, is the uh, breeding season for deer, is what he's talking about. Right. So he's talking they, about the, being in the rut is when the males are starting they to... They become very territorial, very active. Looking at, for the ladies. <laughs> right. Active at times that they're not traditionally. Right. Um, because they're driven by... Well, all you guys, you know. Um, but, but that said, I, I, I had initially thought that that was what it was. I thought it, it was in the vicinity of right. uh, like a, one that had existed, like, and I thought maybe it was the big old dominant buck coming in and going, no, this is my territory. So he's banging into a tree and yeah. shaking the tree. And it was on my way in and out, essentially. Right. So the next day, I didn't check it because it was dark when I left. and came in the next day, and it, you know, as good as I could tell, I looked, and there were, there was no new... There was no new anything, nothing on the tree that, and and again, I realized the woods full of trees, right? And I might not have been looking at the exact same one, but there was no right scrape, no rub, nothing in the area. So but that's but that, it just was particularly violent, and it was it was a very short lived. I, I would say if it was ten seconds, that was a very long time, right? And so that's, it's, just, it's a really interesting phenomenon. That's just, it's just one of those things. Like I said, I've, I've noticed it. I want to say all my life. I, I at least I always noticed it, but I never thought about it a lot. And then as I started pointing it out, I've brought it up to other people and they have said the same thing since kind of like, you know, now that they're looking for it, they're like, yeah, I saw that the other day. It, you know, this tree was like shaking. Like what, what is that? I mean, I mean, you're, you're starting to, there's all sorts of crazy things they found in science. Like they talk about now that the, the, uh, roots of the trees like communicate between yes. each other. They can share nourishment to a tree that's been damaged. Um, they now know like, so leaves when they're turned at night, they actually don't respond to the sunlight. Like they used to think, well, when the sunlight hits them, they start, they actually start turning over 
to the sound of birds. Songbirds start singing like a half hour before the sun yeah. starts. And it's literally a wake-up call for the trees to start turning their leaves to start getting sunlight. I love so that. I, in the summertime, you wake up at 4 in the morning and the birds <laughs> are all singing. You're like, what the hell are you all excited about right now? Just yeah. Go back to bed. I do know, <laughs> and I don't quote me... Be, I know there's plants out there and I don't know the name of them. Um, but I do remember when my mom, my mom used to work in, um, uh, like a landscaping right, job right. and they would, you know, take care of these plants and everything else. And there was one that my mom's coworker introduced me to. And whenever you would talk to it, touch it, the leaves would, or would, literally close up and it's not a venus flytrap i'm not talking about it oh. but you know you yeah, give it that little bit and it yeah. and it moved and it would react to you well, talking or touching there's it. tons of i mean obviously the, that was the old joke but there's been tons of research for like different musics different things yep. that you know it's it's interesting how much you know impact those those effects have sure on plant life so i mean is it is it possible that I mean, is it, for utter, all I, is it completely normal? It no, very well it could I'm, be. Yeah, I'm not is saying it, it's paranormal. No, I mean, no, no, maybe no, no, it's I'm, maybe it's completely that tree has maybe the tree has a natural defense that we don't know about. It's got enough ants on it or something. It shakes the ants off. I, I don't know, um, but it's just. I've it's never something. been given an explanation, and I know that there's a lot. I've never particularly looked for an explanation no, either, which no. is kind of leaning me towards the Google here. And see yeah, actually, I'm kind of curious. Out. Now, we're going to look it up. And right now, <laughs> but, some botanist somewhere is like, you idiots. It, what is happening? Real thing. <laughs> what is happening is the plant is shedding the ants on it. What a, what a bunch of dullards. Wow, those but, guys are really but, dumb. But I just don't know, and no one has ever been able to explain it to me. And quite frankly, I've never, It's while it's, been interesting to me i've never had that oh i need to go look this up and try to find out what it is but i might right. now no that would definitely um, be interested but but um, i do know it backs up the um our plant eaters out there that don't eat meat you're hurting the plants well yes they, there was a study i did read that says that the plants they, they are alive they are crying out when you're well they when yeah you're i mean them. guess what we everything I, eats I something else with the exception of honeybees um uh, yep so, yeah yeah so, well, folks, I think we had a pretty go good go tonight, uh, talking about some of the local stuff. I, I hope you've enjoyed our take on some interesting local lore and experience. We certainly hope to hear you uh, or to have you join us back here and listen to our ramblings next week as we uh, discuss some more things. Uh, give our website a check. Uh, it's www.darkhollowpodcast.com. Uh, we're currently streaming on several platforms. I think the information is probably up on the website. It is. Yes. Um, so and give us some feedback. Let us yeah. know yeah, what you want to what you want to hear from us. If you got uh, stories of your own, I believe the uh, email is up on the podcast. I think you can leave a message now right through it. the the uh, the website is all very new i set it up so yeah, hopefully there's no problems with it but there's a way to comment or there or you can always email us at uh it's dark hollow podcast at gmail.com and uh we'll try to get back to you and we appreciate any input absolutely and we appreciate your uh attendance here at our little uh internet 
campfire. campfire. <laughs> <laughs> and we look forward to uh, hearing from you and seeing you in the future. If you like us, give a give us a like and a subscribe. Uh, and check us out every week as we try to drop new content. I promise we're coming up with the social medias. We're working on our, our, and our internet presence. So you'll be seeing more and hearing more from us. Until next time, take care and don't be scared.